Welcome to Dreams and Bones, the podcast designed to help us all learn more about practicing the art of creative living. My name is Paul Roberts. And I'm his wife, Carol. And we are the creators of Grow Me a Story. Our website dedicated to the idea that everyone is creative. And inch by inch, row by row, we want to help you grow the creative dreams and bones in your life through conversation with other creatives. As your creativity cultivators, Carol and I are bringing in some special guests throughout 2022 to talk with us about the deep joy and meaning that comes from practicing the art of creative living. Today is the conclusion of our four-part interview with retired educator, actor, musician, and dear friend, Joy Pursue. Carol, as I put this final episode together, I decided it's my favorite one of the four probably because of what Joy had to say about the struggles with resistance in the creative process. Well, let's get to it then. We hope you'll enjoy this final episode of the Dreams and Bones podcast for the month of January, the conclusion of our interview with Joy Pursuit. We wanted to interview you because we believe you are an example of someone who practices the art of creative living. Do you agree with us? What does that mean to you? And how how do you think you live creatively? See, again, you don't think that. I don't ever think that. Yeah. I, it, to me, it's a drive. Mm-hmm. To say it's a drive in my garden. It's a drive. It's a drive. Mm-hmm. It's something that's in me, but it had to be learned. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, yeah, I'm creative. I guess I am creative. And I do live a creative life. You come to my house. I love this about your house. I love pictures and stuff standing around. I don't let anything in my house be lined up. Mm-hmm. And I maybe mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to have some crooked. I don't line things up. So I'm creative in the way if you come into my home. Um, it just is not the norm. Mm-hmm. I right. my, my uh, sister... Would always say, Joy, you collect broken people, don't you? Because <laughs> she's a social worker. And I said, I don't know what you mean. And she goes, you do, you do collect broken people. Mm-hmm. You like to be around the, the abnormal kind of. And mm-hmm. I, I'm not trying to insult my friends by any means, but I started to watch a little bit what I do. And um, some of the people in my life are very abnormal, but I, I um, celebrate that. Mm-hmm. Which makes me probably a very abnormal person. But I, what's normal? I don't. Well, you know, <laughs> normal is what's expected. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, that's yeah normal. I mean, within reason, I understand mm-hmm. things have to be normal. But mm-hmm. um, I'm sure there are things that I do that seem normal to me that people would be embarrassed to do, or, or you know, my I think my son-in-law every time I get up on the stage is just like, oh. <laughs> and it is because I embarrass. It's because he. I thought of just doing that. Mm-hmm. Just like, mm-hmm. So I guess I am creative in in a way, mm-hmm. but it's a drive in me that I hope stays with me until the Lord takes me home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to lose that drive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I don't want. I want to to encourage others and to be part of their whatever it is. Mm-hmm. 
So who did you have in your life that you would say, oh, this was one of my encouragers? Who, were there, are there people you can point to? No. Or did you just push your way through? My mom, my mommy. I was encouraged because I went with her, whatever she did at church or whatever, I was always there. And I watched her and my sister who painted big, 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 you know, I went to a big Nazarene church and they put on the Christmas show and they'd have to be these big, huge walls that look like Bethlehem and it took them months and things like that. I taught Sunday school. Well, mom taught Sunday school, I guess I'm supposed to do Sunday school. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, you're raised that way. And she was my encourager. I had a lot of people who I thought were good leaders of mine that let me down. Mm-hmm. And that's my own. And I can't, I'm not saying that they ruined my life. I just put too much faith in what they did. Mm-hmm. And then they, at the end, it wasn't what I wanted. So my encouragers are my people in my life mm-hmm. at whatever time it is at that moment. Mm-hmm. And it was that way back then. And it was encouraging. My dad was an encourager. Get in that truck, Joy. Start it up. Mm-hmm. You can do this. He encouraged me to think I could change the oil in a truck. He mm-hmm. never. I never second-guessed it. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I guess, but it was mostly family because that was mostly my life, my brothers and my sisters. But other than that, it was I knew I had a job to get done. You got four years, get that college degree. I thought that's the way everybody was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, right. but I was shocked to find people don't need to think their kids had to go to college. And now I don't think kids have to go to right. college, but get it done, Joy. Get it mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I still don't want to don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I just wish I I love life. I wish I had thousands of years left. Mm-hmm. But my mom said, you know what, Joy, you'll know what it you'll know, and you'll know the Lord will prepare you for the end of your life. Doesn't mean your interests change. He just prepares you in the gentlest way and lets you know when things like that happen. Mm-hmm. You'll always be creative. My mom painted right up to the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Went to until she couldn't, but then she came its home. I mean, I think that kind of driveness stays. Mm-hmm. I want it to stay. I yeah. want you to want to write a book the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. want you to do stuff like this, mm-hmm. and, and I want to be part of a community that does that. Mm-hmm. And I hope there aren't people out there that we've dismissed or forgotten yeah. in any way. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're waiting for someone to say you're still important. Mm-hmm. And I think about that often. Who in our lives mm-hmm. are in that way? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think sometimes we need to think more about it. Yeah. yeah. Did I answer that question? You did. You did very, <laughs> you did very well. I'm giving you an A on that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, writing it no. down in my grade book. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yes. <laughs> talk about resistance, Carol. I want to hear Joy talk about uh, the the negative sensor. And the so our experience tells us that all creative people occasionally run into roadblocks that make the creative process more difficult. These may be things outside of us, outside of our control, but many times are, they are internal. Julia Cameron in her book, The Artist's Way, refers to this as the sensor, this negative voice inside our head. In his book, The War of Art, Stephen Pressfield talks about resistance, an internal force that stands in the way of any positive act of creativity. So can you give us examples of encountering and then hopefully overcoming? Oh, boy, those? can I? <laughs> the resistance. I mean, I, it's no 
it's no uh, surprise or news to anybody that I've had terrible relationships in my life. And it's not, I'm not pointing fingers and saying you're terrible people, but I had some terrible people that I married and um, major resistance in my ability to create Mm -hmm. Uh, a very abusive relationship to where I had no self-confidence whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And then when I came back to this community, I had to rebuild it again. Mm -hmm. And uh, those kinds of resistance were choices of mine. Mm -hmm. And I have to deal with that every day. And when the, when the devil's working, he brings that back up, and it's like, oh, Julie, you really mm-hmm. need to do that. Mm-hmm. But I often think about what have I missed? What could have I had? Mm-hmm. What could have been? Mm-hmm. To me, that's what hell is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To have an eternity of looking at what could have been in your life. Mm-hmm. Just spend the rest of your life seeing <laughs> this could have been. This yeah. could have been. Yeah. You know, and. And I have a God that's bigger than that. Mm-hmm. He helps me through that. But those kinds of things were great resistance for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. As far as uh, self-confidence, when things were pretty good, you know, I don't see a lot. I don't have a lot of those until this last, with COVID and retirement. Mm-hmm. I was somebody who just got things done. Mm-hmm. I, I just figured out how to do it. And it wasn't because I wanted the glory. I just, it had to happen. Mm-hmm. People often said to me, why did you stay in this town? Mm-hmm. Why did you not get out? Mm-hmm. And I I was always felt that there was a need. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you go on and like teach at a junior college? Well, they needed me here. Mm-hmm. And I felt that's where God wanted me. And I wanted to teach my kids. Like I said before, you love music. Something I love. I want you to love it. I don't, I'm not trying to make people professionals out of you Mm -hmm. if that's the way you want to go let's work harder Mm -hmm. but I wanted that and I felt that in the fate where I got fed was when they felt that they'd done something and it may not have been good believe Mm -hmm. me I've put on plenty of performances where I've thought oh lord help us but the joy the resistance from things even fighting with football coaches and Mm -hmm. basketball coaches Um, those sometimes are resistance, fighting with administration, mm-hmm. fighting with some of the older church people who really didn't like me jazzing up the music, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. But I did, you know, it's funny. It's, I, I led music at several churches in this town or led choirs. And I would always say, this is what I know. Mm-hmm. If you are not afraid to have this in your church, then uh, I would be more than happy coming and help. And sometimes there would be a few people that weren't ready for me. And that's fine. And mm-hmm. that would be resistance that mm-hmm. I I had to get through. Mm-hmm. You know, and then um, the resistance that I had, I created. Mm-hmm. I created. I, and it stifled me. And and I take full responsibility for it. Um, but I think it's made me more aware of people who go through the same thing. Mm-hmm. A little more tender, mm-hmm. a little more aware of, I don't really know what they're going through. They may be, you know, acting this way because of this. And before I make a decision, maybe I should find some things out. Mm-hmm. Or more aware of kids who are going through right. it. You know, has this child been fed? Mm-hmm. Did he get hit this morning? Yeah. Did yeah. he get to sleep last night? Is he the one taking care of all the kids? 
you know, you can't teach anybody anything. They're standing up in your choir singing and they're sound asleep. There's reasons. So, yeah. But again, I think we choose some of the resistance that that does it. And then we let it into our mind. Mm -hmm. It makes you second. Mm -hmm. I know you going back to, you're talking about when Kenzie was born and Mm -hmm. all the busy, busy, busy. And that was me. It was busyness. You know, this Artist's Way book, one of the chapters talks about, are you a workaholic? And I never felt like I was a workaholic because my work wasn't what made me busy. <laughs> it was all the other fun stuff I wanted to do. And but but it was it was the busyness. And I feel like I always wanted to be doing doing and you know, even though it was fun stuff, it it did yeah. Did it create problems with you and Paul for busyness? I don't think it created with us, maybe more with our kids. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes they were involved in the business. I was going to say, there were, there, there were often times that you talked about putting having Kinsey on the floor beside you when mm-hmm. you were performing. Yeah, our our girls were, yeah, were along for the ride a lot of times. And look how they can do and that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was one thing that we all like to do. I mean, we all like to perform. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, our kids, our girls have various personalities, but they would all get, they could all get up on stage mm-hmm. and, and perform. But yeah, I I think that maybe we missed out on some things because of the busyness. I think yeah, quieting ourselves down is hard to do. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. Yeah, the, I made the self care. Yeah, somewhere along the line, the self care was the thing that that was the problem. Whether that then manifested itself between Carol and I, or us and kids, or us and a job, or whatever that. Well, and I look at Kinsey now, and I think, have I taught her that? Have Mm -hmm. I taught her constantly? And she has three kids, but Mm -hmm. I'm her. But constant, 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 and she's so she's so good at what she does Mm -hmm. that. Then they want her to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, can you teach the teachers this, or can you do this, or? And then it's like it's an honor, right? But if nobody else can do it, it was like when Rosemary died as one of our piano players in the mm-hmm. theater. Right. Boy, it took me two years, but I figured out I couldn't do it. Right. Right. And I was so tired, I didn't want anything to do with the theater. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing. You get thrown in, and it's just like, oh, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. Mm-hmm. People be. I don't want people upset with me. I don't want the thing to fall apart. Mm-hmm. Or if you are someone who's, you're willing to do it, you're capable of doing it, and and you actually like doing it, but you know, you get too much of that. <laughs> you know, and then it just... Do you think other people should know better than to constantly ask? <laughs> do you ever think about that? Do you think that they don't... It's just yeah. like sometimes people constantly... There's p- other people in the valley can induce things, mm-hmm. but they they want you to come. Yeah. I, you know, you two are mm-hmm. constantly singing at retirement things, mm-hmm. going yeah. to this. I mean, how many times do you say no? You just I don't think we're getting better. Get better. Yeah, <laughs> I think as we get older, we do. Yeah. We do. We, yeah. yeah. And you've like, hoped somebody else, like when you guys came back into the valley, you were such a relief for me because mm-hmm. I would be doing all that stuff. Right. And mm-hmm. I said, you know, I've got Carol and Paul now. And they're kind of taking over and doing some of that stuff. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we, I think, as creators, are responsible to create creators. Right. Yes. That yeah. will do that. Mm-hmm. 
That is what we're trying to do with Grow Me a Story in many ways. Uh, and that's a, that's a great place, perhaps, for us to bring some of this to, to an end. We're, we're well over an hour. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Don't we love to talk? And we love to talk. So, well, thank you for having me. Joy, it was wonderful. Uh, that was really fun. We should do this uh, for and with each other uh, without the recording going. <laughs> I think it is too. good. Once mm-hmm. a month, creativity at the beam. There we go. There we go. <laughs> with an additional ingredient in the coffee. Because <laughs> I understand they have that. Right? They do. <laughs> they do. I think they have eight or nine things you can add to that coffee. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Well, thank you, and uh, You're we'll we'll let you know uh, when it comes out, and, and you can listen to yourself. Oh my gosh! <laughs> at least we don't have to look at myself. There we go. We're all in our pajamas here. Yeah, There you have it, the final episode for the January Dreams and Bones podcast. Carol, any reactions to what Joy had to say today or thoughts on completing our first four weeks? I liked when we asked Joy about who her encouragers were in her life, and she really talked a lot about her family, and she talked a lot about them throughout the whole interview and what a big influence they were, and we've seen not only with students we've worked with, but people we know, how important it is to have a family that does encourage you in those creative pursuits rather than one who may discourage them. Mm -hmm. You know, I loved it when she said, creators are responsible for creating more creators. And I think, again, that's part of what we want to be doing with our website. We feel like that that's part of what we're called to do with all of this work. Uh, Carol, what's up next for Dreams and Bones? Tell our listeners who they can look forward to meeting in February. Throughout the month of February, we will be spending some time with another good friend of ours, local filmmaker Nancy Hanks. Paul and I have had the opportunity to work with Nancy and her Across Bank Street film production company. And we know you're going to enjoy our recent conversation with her. As we bring this episode to a close, we'd like to thank our Sacred Community Garden members and this month's podcast subscribers for helping support the Dreams and Bones podcast. If you have found us and you're not a member, but you want to know more about Dreams and Bones, go to www.growmeastory.com where you can find out more about practicing the art of creative living with your hosts, Paul and Carol Roberts. Join us next Friday for part one of our interview with filmmaker Nancy Hanks on your Dreams and Bones podcast.